Inflation has been on the rise this last year. While that is frustrating for most of us, it has been devastating for those living in poverty. This episode, we talk about what causes inflation, its impact on those in poverty, and what we are going to do about it. This is the Breakthrough Podcast. Welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast. I am Corey Burris with the Georgia Center for Opportunity, and I have Kelsey with me at the Georgia Center for Opportunity. Kelsey, um, this is our first episode. So this is our first mm-hmm. kind of introduction to what we're trying to do here. Um, why don't you share what your hope is for this podcast, but also for kind of how that connects with the work that we do at GCO? I think it's a great opportunity. You know, it, it's in the name. breakthrough, right? Breaking through the noise, breaking down barriers, breaking down concepts, really making a lot of these topics that are top of mind for people across the country uh, more accessible and a bit more relatable. I think a lot of times we get lost in some of the statistics and the data, and that's all really helpful. And we'll talk about a lot of that in these podcasts. But at the same time, it's really important to keep top of mind that we are dealing with individual human beings. And that's really what we're doing is marrying the qualitative data with the quantitative data and saying, this is a big problem and it's affecting these individuals. And, you know, whether that's taxes, whether that's inflation, whether that's reform, I think it's really good to to really run the gamut of that and, and help people understand the issues that are important to the everyday American. Yeah, I think the the concept that every number that is represented in data represents a person mm-hmm. is a is a transformative mindset that we can have about looking at at this stuff from a big picture right like today we're going to talk about inflation inflation being this big kind of number that we hear on a, a monthly basis you know what's our inflation number mm-hmm. about now and it's easy to kind of either hear a big number or look at a number that doesn't have any definition to it and go well that sucks or that's good mm-hmm. and and not be able to interpret what does that actually mean for people, mm-hmm. uh, specifically people that live in the margins and are um, living you know, day to day, have issues that are surrounded by poverty and other things like that. How do how does it actually impact those in those communities? Um, yeah. So super light topic to talk about on our first yeah. episode. Inflation. But here we go. <laughs> Inflation, right? So it's um, the most fascinating one to start with, but it actually is. It's interesting exactly. once you dig into it, but the number itself sounds a little academic. So the, again, like that's why right. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to actually look at this and say, what does this mean to people, like real people yeah. on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. So let's talk. So when we say inflation, mm-hmm. um, we're talking about the idea that uh, what you are able to purchase with your dollars mm-hmm. is less than mm-hmm. what it was before, which mm-hmm. you and I were talking about this before. Um, and that is that's that's why the name inflation is probably not. not it's kind of just it's confusing. In some ways, right. Yeah. It's confusing. to yeah, people. people hear inflation and they think more. And the problem is that the the issue is actually that you can buy less with the same amount of money. So it yeah. is it's it's a confusing concept when by by name alone. Uh, I've heard us use internally the i the term purchasing power, and mm-hmm. so what it is is that the purchasing power of someone is diminished by having higher inflation, right? Mm-hmm. So we have 
the less ability to buy the goods that we need, the services that we need. The problem is, is that the inflation number is, is kind of calculated uh, and by all goods and services. And that's not really an accurate representation of the way that both you and I purchase things, but also mm -hmm. specifically those in poverty. So like yachts could be, you know, <laughs> cheaper now than they were, yeah. you know, 30 years ago. And Fantastic. yet all the goods. Yeah. But that doesn't impact. Yeah, those I'll much, let Jeff right? Bezos know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he's real concerned about inflation and yacht <laughs> prices right now. But, but on the same boat, on a, on a lesser amount is like, technology, right? Like mm -hmm. technology over time, uh, except for Apple iPhones, uh, get cheaper over time, right? Like, um, uh, so like technology televisions have come down in price exponentially over time mm -hmm. and the technology has gotten better. So it makes the inflation number look like, oh, that's not so bad. I mean, like, but things like basic goods and services have skyrocketed over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that, adversely impacts those that specifically aren't making big purchases that are making small purchases on a daily basis, which is kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's the quote, there are lies, there are damn lies, and there are statistics. And oftentimes the inflation number falls into that third category, which is you can slice and dice the numbers however you want to, to tell the story that you want to tell. But the reality is that for most people, TV is not on your weekly grocery list, right? iPhone right. is not on your weekly grocery list. And so even though those things have not gone up in price, or maybe they've gone down in price marginally because of the speed of technology and the economies of scale, and because labor is cheap overseas, um, eggs, milk, bread, gas, day-to-day -day things that people really need in order to survive or live comfortably have increased drastically. Yeah. And so really those numbers, even though they look good holistically, when you're boiling it down to what matters to individuals on a regular basis, it's pretty intense. Um, it's It's been a rough couple of years, especially since 2020, looking at the price of just what we would call commodity goods. And included in that is, uh, so you have food that's gone up you know, yeah. somewhere close to 12%, something like that at, at, a, at the lowest level, right? And yeah. again, that includes all food, not just, yes. uh, you know, when you start breaking it down by like what you're talking about, like eggs, milk, mm -hmm. bread, things that we all need every day, it's even higher. Those, oh yeah, those almost that, double. Uh, yeah. And yeah. rent has gone up uh, for for a lot of individuals like mm -hmm. and so what the problem with this is that that for somebody like yourself and myself, it's really annoying. Right. It impacts the choices that we make. It changes um, maybe what we're purchasing at the grocery store. I'm going to choose to get this as opposed to get getting this item over here. I'm going to go with an off name brand. But for somebody right. that lives in the margins, somebody that lives in poverty, it is it oftentimes, first of all, it impacts the choices that they're making at the grocery store of healthier foods versus non-healthy foods, which mm -hmm. impacts them long-term mm -hmm. uh, health uh, and raises the, the cost of their medical bills down the road. It, mm -hmm. it can, you know, rent prices skyrocketing means that they can't move into maybe a better community where there's more job opportunities. So it limits yep. their access and what we call economic mobility. They can't mm -hmm. move to where the jobs are. 
Uh, so they're kind of stuck in that environment. Uh, things like uh, energy costs mean that they're less likely to drive to a job that may be further away. And so right. these are things that are that are that are hurting uh, individuals that live in poverty disproportionately to how it impacts everybody else. Yeah. I mean, and the reality, Corey, is that it's impacting everyone a lot. So it is drastically impacting these groups. I mean, there are people that are middle, upper middle class that are struggling at this at this moment. So you can only imagine if before inflation was such a prevalent issue and, you know, inflation fluctuates every year. There's always inflation. That's just the trajectory of, of an economy. But when it's disproportionately high. Um, or it's it's been inflated by certain policy decisions or events. It takes people who were living paycheck to paycheck anyway and having to make that decision between do I get this, you know, this at the grocery store, do I spend this much at the grocery store or do I pay my water bill or, yeah. you know, do I put gas in the car? Those decisions were already being made prior to things getting tight, and now it's even more prominent. So those decisions get more and more difficult as prices of everything rise. Like you said, rent, utilities, transportation, gas, commodities like food and things of that sort, all of these things are increasing, and these individuals are really stuck in a difficult position. And that not only has an economic impact, it has a psychological impact. There's very yeah. much a, a sense of defeat or discouragement when people don't feel like the problem is within their control because they can't control inflation. That's a yeah. macroeconomic thing. And so they're put in this position where they're like, okay, well, what can I do to get out of this situation? And that's really what we try to focus on as an organization are, you know, what are the things that we can do on a community, on a state, on a federal level to try to move those levers so that people can start to see a way out of it. And it's a long haul, but, you know, a step by step and, and every little bit counts. And, and part of what, what we do organizationally is uh, help inform those unintended consequences. I think that a lot of, uh, I mean, this gets into a little bit of like, why has inflation been so bad over the uh -huh. last you know, few years? Obviously, things like uh, the pandemic and lockdowns and uh, influx in cash, where we were sending money checks to people on a, on mm -hmm. a, a regular basis, had impacts in terms of inflation. That was not the intention of those of those actions, right? It was It was other things, but we're paying the price for it Mm -hmm. both literally and, and, and metaphorically, uh, right now. Right. But you know what they um, say about the road to hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> It's always right, paved like, with good intentions, right? It's, exactly. it's sometimes we're making short term decisions based on fear or lack of information. And it, sometimes people are not taking a step back to think what are the long-term consequences of, you know, you mentioned lockdowns, right? If we're looking at, the cause of inflation. It, it boils down to supply and demand always in a free market economy. Right, you know, right. you, obviously if you're, if you're in a socialist or, or a different type of economic situation, it's different, but in a free market economy, supply and demand will dictate whether or not there's inflation, deflation, et cetera. And 
when you have an entire country who is not going to work because they're not permitted to. And a right. lot of those jobs that were, you know, that that companies got rid of for at least a short period of time were manufacturing, were shipping, were logistics, were the types of jobs where people were not only producing these materials that we need, but transporting them and stocking them. And that wasn't happening. And so there's this, even if demand had not increased, the supply was so low that it right. caused this this economic situation that we're in, this inflationary thing. And there are a lot of things that press on inflation and we don't have to get into the detailed mechanics of it. Right. But that, you know, from a very high level is kind of what we were looking at is people weren't working, things weren't being produced, things weren't being shipped. People still need toilet paper. I mean, I will be fine if we never have to experience toilet paper Mageddon ever, ever again. Right. Or with, or with anything. It was you stressful. Know. I'm going to be really honest with you. It was very stressful at that I time. I mean, you're talking about like really seeing human behavior in a crisis situation. Yeah. Like I remember this is completely off topic, but the, you know, when we were, when we were kids, there would be a toy that was like the toy that tickled me Elmo yeah. or, and you know, yep. it, it happens still on Black Fridays where you've got people just fist fighting in Walmart. Yeah. yeah for this scarce item. And that's a microcosm. The The Black Friday effect is a microcosm. But when you have an entire population that is scared, they're not going to be able to get basic resources. This is what happens. Right. And, and you know, so this is not us trying to say you know, lockdowns were evil or this, this. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking no. about the, the again, unintended consequences yes. of the yeah. choices that, that came out of that, yeah. which was we thought we were doing one thing. And what we were doing is actually causing another. And, it, and it's a snowballing effect that's mm -hmm. happened right like mm -hmm. you and i were talking about this also that sometimes uh, uh some businesses have gone back to the way it was before but a lot of them change the way that they do business in many mm -hmm. ways maybe reducing staff because they noticed oh man when we we stopped you know having this person do this or yeah. that we reduce costs yeah. and what that did is it changed the market in an mm -hmm. unexpected way mm -hmm. and and who are the people that were being hired to stock those were people that were poorer or living in, in needed those jobs in, in, mm -hmm. a, in, in a different way. And so yeah. what we're seeing is this like cycle of the choices that we make at a federal level, at a state level and at a local level have direct impact on things like inflation and on the daily lives of people. And it's important that we, that organizations like ours, but also the policymakers that are out there, be informed as to what could be the possible side effects for the policy that they are trying to enact. And that's ultimately mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is raise awareness of like, you think what you're doing is good, but you're not actually thinking about the implications of this to somebody living you know, in poverty. When, and you're talking about decisions that are very hard to make, too, because, yeah. again, to your point, I think for the most part, people were doing the best they thought they could with the information that they had. And a lot of times in those situations, it's weighing which is the less of the two evils. Yeah. And so that's where that forward thinking, that's where that three years from now, how will this impact people has to come in. So you look at, you know, and we don't have to get into the details of it, but the way that Florida handled 
that was very different from the way that California handled it. And if you look at those two states right now, they're very different places. They're completely different worlds. Um, yeah. and, and so that is a, a, a small level insight into how different decisions at a state level can impact an entire population of people. But at the same time, I think a lot of policy decisions, especially around finances, which impact inflation, <clears throat> are done within a vacuum, a data and statistics vacuum. And yeah. so sometimes the numbers make sense, all else held equal, but all else held equal doesn't exist in the real world because humans are humans and there is psychology and sociology that has to be factored into these decisions because human behavior changes based on the perception of risk and, you know, um, scarcity and opportunity. And those things are equally important because the because economics isn't just dollars and cents economics is when human beings interact with a fiscal policy that is that's socio that's socioeconomics that's behavioral economics and that's the world we actually live in it's not in a classroom and it's not around a table it's in the real world again the numbers whether they're dollar numbers data numbers all represent people and actions, people. right? And, yes. and, and that's important for us to remember. And I think that's a theme that you will continue to hear uh, from us in episodes going forward. We're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to dive into things like benefits cliffs, which are a very complex and uh, deep understanding uh, public safety, how that impacts the choices mm -hmm. that we make day to day and whether uh, the choices that are made again at a city level or at a state level, how that impacts people's lives. But it's something that I think we, we need to keep an eye on um, and keep the focus on uh, how these macro decisions are impacting people at a micro level, at a, at a community level. Um, yeah. And it's going to be and, interesting. And the sort of the hidden threads between these things. So because of the work that we do, we understand the connectedness of these different topics. But the average person who doesn't work in policy world, right, might not connect the dot between how inflation affects crime crime rates, right? And so right. it's important to connect those dots because, again, we're talking about inflation affecting human behavior, human behavior affecting people in poverty disproportionately as far as the way that they're interacting with a bad economy. Those people living in marginalized communities and those communities experiencing higher levels of violence, lower quality of education. So all these things are, they're interconnected. And, and that's really what we're going to explore and dive deeper into in future episodes. And I'm, I'm excited to do that because I think it's important to understand how everything relates to one another. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, it's an opportunity to give, uh, both voice and, um, uh, a little bit of background into how all of these things happen to people that um, are living in poverty that oftentimes are not on podcasts like this or talking right. about how it's impacting. They're just trying to survive, right? Like yeah. They're just trying to make it to the next day mm -hmm. and there's nobody out there representing their needs and their wants. And yeah. that's what we're really here to do. Great conversation, Corey. I'm so excited to explore these topics in future podcasts. And we've touched on a lot of different themes 
lightly today that we'll dig into in a little bit more detail in future episodes. We really hope you'll join us for those, whether it's talking about welfare system, talking about public safety or anything in between. But at the end of the day, we're just we're looking forward to breaking through the noise, breaking down the barriers, breaking down the issues and really bringing people together to find solutions to these issues that affect everyday Americans. So we look forward to seeing you on future podcasts.